We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. How are we going to start the show with Doc fumbling around with his equipment? <laughs> I shouldn't have phone. added him to the stream. He popped on during the intro. It wasn't fumbling my equipment. I was getting my notes. Okay, well, what <laughs> a rude you the manual welcome. notes. Old school. There of we course. go. Well, welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are, of course, a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D. Mendy here, joined, as always, by Johnny Foosball. John, after seeing that Instagram picture of you in a suit, have you decided to go on the full suit attire every single show? No, it's, it's that's just too hot. It's too much work. I haven't ha- had to tie a tie in like ages. It was it was crazy, <laughs> but I'll be in a full suit for your wedding, Davey. Oh, I appreciate that. It was a handsome look, so I thought maybe the viewers could be treated to that. Maybe someday. Maybe we'll get that someday. But uh, <laughs> we, of course, also welcome in a man of the Dalvin Cook RB7 fan club. It's Eric Mendelson, a.k.a. The Doc. What's going on? Is there a fan club? Am I the only one? The only one. He stuck to his guns. We were in a fantasy draft. I picked Derrick Henry. And then Eric had him right there at number three, Dalvin Cook, and he skipped over him. So he's a man of his word. He sticks to his guns. Yeah, I went with my RB3, Zeke. No, very proud of you that you stuck to your guns there. Thank you. And, of course, the other man you see that is the normal part of the show here. It's the man who went full LeBron. In his early podcasting career, he wore a headband. Now it's no headband, and it's all business. It is the Brad Stradamus. Brad Kilgore, what's going on? What's crazier, having Saquon RB20 or Dalvin Cook RB7? Saquon RB20. I don't know. I had, him at, I had him at like 18 RB7. also. I had him at like 18 also. I'm with you, Brad. Mm. There you go. Yeah, Steph so would be rolling in her grave. Oh, if, <laughs> All right, you can't know. please everyone. <laughs> Got some guys checking in here. What's up, everybody? Oh, of course, uh, love love the crew. Love all the F Corey, F-band too. Going man. On. Um, but uh, yeah, this is going to be a wild show, but I got to introduce the man that you don't normally see on this show. And uh, we welcome in a man that brings in a new definition to swag. A staff writer for Ball Blast Football, a football guy special contributor, part of 4th and Joan, and the host of the show. This thief definitely has his hands too full to go and steal anything from you. And if you have a tail, I need you to wag it. If you bleed the green, I need you to spread your wings. If you know how to fold clothes properly, I need you to raise your hands in the air because we welcome in Sam Wagman. What's going on, man? Man, I am happy to be here. You know, uh, 
you know, obviously still recovering off the expo a little bit, as I'm sure uh, Eric and David are as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, thank you guys for having me. Really happy to be here talking some uh, wide receivers with you guys and a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, the expo was a blast. We are fresh from it, although I think few of us have not recovered. Uh, my voice is starting to come back a little bit more back to normal here. Uh, but it's a great networking event, and it was a uh, awesome time. And uh, Sam, we're pumped to have you on the show because we got a, a bunch of fun stuff to talk about. And that starts with wide receiver rankings debates. And fellas, it's officially debate season, S-Z-N. That's how we pronounce it around here. <laughs> and that means we got to make lists and disagree about them. So I think this is obviously the best part about fantasy football when you get to make rankings, you get to argue where you have guys, where you don't have them. And we're going to be doing our wide receiver one list. All right. So that's going to be wide receivers one through 12. And uh, we're going to be looking at everybody's ranks and, again, obviously arguing all that good stuff. So make sure you stay tuned for that. After we're going to go to our bullpen, this is not the baseball show, <laughs> we're going to go to our question of the week. Besides your own fan base, which fan base would be the best to tailgate with? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Now, now that's some good b-roll david avoiding any copyright issues <laughs> love love just one color helmets so let me absolutely. say this that absolute fire intro is one of a few that are being redone here for this show and it's all courtesy of mr stephen johnson stephen roto one of the best dudes in the industry one of the nicest guys in history one of the guys I actually really got to know a lot better at the expo uh his work is second to none obviously you can tell right there some of the best stuff you're going to get on Twitter. So uh, if you need stuff done like that, he's your guy. Uh, Six more days till he's my man crush Monday. Probably. And he's already <laughs> He's there my man crush him. every day. Just for, oh, the, just, for the jerky, just for the jerky that he brought. Yeah, but, he did bring I mean, what, what a guy. What a guy. I really got to know Steven during, you know, during the last few days. Great guy. He is absolutely the best. And he's going to be on the show soon. So uh, he'll be able to uh, to spit all that fire base waiting to hear. Uh but yeah, we got a lot of great stuff. We got to start, of course, with the news and notes here. And uh, got Herms checking in here. My guy Herms. Great seeing him this weekend at the Expo, too. Uh, but let's talk with some news and notes here. And we'll start off with the 10 rookie quarterbacks who debuted over the weekend. Didn't get a chance to watch as much of them besides highlights. But just a few, obviously, Justin Fields, of course, looked absolutely fantastic in his debut. Um, he threw in his debut, he had 142 passing yards, found seven yards per attempt, a touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown, 33 rushing yards. You also had Zach Wilson, six and nine, 63 yards, and uh, looked very, had some nice zip on the ball, looked very well there. Trevor Lawrence, solid, six and nine, 71 yards, took a couple sacks. And Trey Lance, of course, had that one nice throw, uh, but kind of looked a little sketch other than that just a few oh, my. it's his first game in 315 days dave it's cut him some <laughs> slack you corporate america boss so you I gotta ask, corporate I gotta america ask. boss yeah <laughs> i gotta ask let's go to the swag man first uh which rookie quarterback stuck out to you in their debut uh, it had to be Justin Fields for me. Uh, I mean, he looked everything is advertised and honestly more, you know, ran for a touchdown pass for another one, even though it was blown coverage. Uh, you know, he, he looked great. He started out a little shaky, but, you know, I, obviously it's his NFL debut. You can't be too hard on the guy, but, you know, he's, he's the guy that came out on top for me across the five rookie quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I think he looked absolutely fantastic. And now the argument's becoming, is he going to start week one? Which I didn't think was going to be something that was talked about as much as it is. But it's looking like a very real possibility. Doc, let's go to you next. What about Trey Lance stuck out to you? Because I know that's what you want to talk about. Uh, I actually wasn't going to go with Trey Lance. I was going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Because, I mean, Trey Lance, look, 5 of 14. He had that long touchdown to Trent Sherfield. You know, it'll be it's going to be a wait and see. But for me, Trevor Lawrence, I was actually a little bit, I'm not high on him. But first of all, he looks skinny out there. He's 6'6", 213. And he got sacked twice in the first two drives. And that never happened at Clemson. Now, figure the Jags have a bad O-line, obviously, why they had the top pick. And he's playing against athletes that are bigger, faster, and stronger. Coming off off off-season shoulder surgery. I'm scared for him. Ooh, I think well, I he really is going to have to adjust to I the like NFL long term. I like that. I will bring up this stat they showed that he was actually sacked one time less his entire Clemson career than Jags gave up sacks last just last season alone. I think it was like 65 sacks the Jags <sighs> gave up last season. He was sacked 64 times it was an entire career at Clemson. So mm-hmm. that's going to be something okay. to watch for. Yeah, uh, he's definitely mobile. He's definitely mobile. Yeah, Lamar Jackson can withstand hits. I think Trevor Lawrence can too. Mm-hmm. Brad, who was the quarterback that caught your eye? Honestly, it was Trey Lance. You know, I I wasn't too focused on like you know the consistency of a preseason game. You know, you're going to be in with not all starters, and you're going to be playing against you know twos and threes as a rookie quarterback. So for me, it was like who has the higher highs, and I thought Trey Lance's highs really they kind of caught my eye. His arm strength, his accuracy. All of that, you know, leads me to believe that, you know, when it comes time for the 49ers to actually go for it this season, you want a quarterback that can elevate you, not one that, you know, just won't make mistakes like a Garoppolo. So, uh, honestly, I, I think San Francisco can be pretty excited with what they have in Trey Lance because, you know, he, he's going to make mistakes even if he throws a few picks here and there, which I'm expecting he will. He's going to make those wow throws that are really going to get them over the hump. So, I, I like Trey Lance. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully they made the right call. Justin Fields has been getting the headlines, but Trey Lance does look mobile, and he looks like uh, he could take that offense to another level. They didn't John, even do any like bootlegs or anything like that. Like it was just all. They got to save that for the season. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but he definitely looked comfortable rolling out, which you know definitely shows why he's got so much upside there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Johnny, what about you? Is it Justin Fields or? This is this is going to be a hot take. I'm not impressed by anybody ever during the preseason because, <laughs> like Brad said, okay. it's against twos and threes, and I really think you don't earn anything in a preseason game. You earn it in practice. It, so all the time, I just flipped one on, and there was like a running back who I'd never heard of ran for like 30 yards, and the announcers joked, he's good for one of those every preseason. And it's like, well, yeah, he's not good for that in the normal season. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm never been impressed by anybody in preseason because it doesn't actually matter. That's That's right. The one thing I will say is people could reevaluate. I know people were talking about Mac Jones looking, looking good, and now they're starting to say it's a closer – uh, competition now between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. So uh, you, you you can screw up in preseason. That so Cam is screwing up a little bit. You can lose something in preseason, but you don't earn anything in preseason. Did Cam tell that to Victor up? Cruz. Like, wrong. He was looking pretty bad. I he always just, looks bad. Yeah, I think he's just average at this point. Uh, they might, you know, we'll see he's, how that I think plays he's out. Like six for nine, but all right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask Sam which skill player stuck out. Did I say skill? Skill, skill. player. 
do you think pushed for more playing time after their first preseason game? Someone that people may be rushing to the waiver wire, maybe acquire like a Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Palmer, Terrace Marshall is obviously a big name out there. Was there somebody that stuck out to you? Well, Terrace Marshall definitely stuck out to me, but the real guy who I thought earned more playing time was Salvan Ahmed from Miami. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I know we all thought it was going to be Miles Gaskin. Malcolm Brown obviously makes things complicated, but Ahmed it really kind of impressed last year in the two games that he had. And, uh, you know, kind of just put together, like, why he's he looks to be kind of the most complete back on this team. Uh, I still think they give Miles Gaskin a lot, a lot of leash this year. I think that, you know, people are going to drop him down a few rounds in their ranks. I think he already dropped like the sixth or seventh round today. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him drop further. But I think Ahmed is a guy that you have to pick up at the end of your draft or, or off the waiver wire once your draft ends, because I think he's going to be in there. And I, I think he might be the most dynamic player on this team. We saw him catch that nice touchdown from Jacoby Brissett. And, uh, you know, he was good on the ground as well. So, you know, I've seen, we saw him do it last year. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him do it again this year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of competition in that Miami backfield for mm -hmm. people that like Miles Gaskin. It's a little tough to see right now, but luckily we have a few more preseason games to see how things play out there. A uh, couple other bit of news here. Honorable shout-out, Tony Jones. Tony also, Jones, too. But his metrics Quez, suck. Quez Watkins look like Tyreek Hill. Have you been reading Have you been reading uh, <laughs> the Triple Play group chat? And, I uh, haven't. I haven't been, but oh, I, you're I watched, a You're a I bad supporter of the brand. That's my boy. That's my yeah, boy. Uh, Alex he Mateo in our uh, group chat was was pumping him up today. No, I agree. He, he looks like look the really best. Good. He looks like the well. We haven't seen Devontae Smith, but if he's like that fast on the regular, if you can just give him a screen and watch him go, I there's no reason he's not going to lead the team in targets. I don't yeah. think he'll lead the team in targets. I think it's a bit bit of a stretch for that, but he definitely looked good. And you know, last year he just kind of wasn't ready. This year, if they give him a little bit more room to run, I think he could definitely be. He definitely should be their wide receiver three. That's for yeah. sure. It's going to be something to watch. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple other bit of news I want to get through here. Jamal Adams agreed to a four-year, seventy million dollar deal, thirty-eight million guaranteed, making him the highest-paid safety in the league. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. David, we, we get rid of one copyright thing, and then you start doing more copyright issues. Sorry, sorry. That, oh, that Seattle, Seattle just botched it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask that the right decision, Doc. You don't seem to be a fan, so I think. I mean, they had it. to pay him. They lost any leverage they had when they traded him and said, "Hey, we're not going to sign you to a deal right away." Yeah. Uh, some great news for the Colts quarterback Carson Wentz is trending to play in the season opener, which also goes as well for Quentin Nelson, who is underwent great news. The same that is great news. If there's anything that guy knows how to do, it's stay healthy. So this was expected. <laughs> do you guys are you guys bumping back up the Colts skill players because of this? Oh, yeah. Am I, yeah. I guess I'm the only I guess I'm the only one here who actually likes Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the Dan Orlovsky of this show. Oh, do you wish he was God. still on the Eagles? Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. With, Over with, Jalen Hurts. With the with the new with the new regime, yes, it, I I it was wow. always it was always me. I always thought that the the coaching staff didn't know how to use him. Uh, Doug Doug's offense grew stale. How he how he screwed him over. Like, he should have never drafted Jalen Hurts to begin with. Yeah, it's but not, how, he's, how could... he's staking his entire job on Jalen Hurts. That that's not a good thing. 
He benched yeah. him at the end of the season. I don't know. I don't know that that's. Yeah, the I was. Case. He, he, he was. Pl- he was. He was playing. Aw- I mean, he was playing awfully. He deserved to be benched. That. That's like. Like he, like he didn't. That's like a, I, I feel like he didn't have a bad game at all last. Oh, game. Yeah, yeah. Like oh we're talking very, about Jerry. We're talking very, about Jalen Hurts in the last. Yeah, game. Oh, yeah. I was talking about yeah. Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that was that. dumb. You, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know what happened in that in that last week game. Like why? Like they I guess they just wanted to tank and they decided halfway through, okay, now we're going to tank, but yeah, the Eagles last game was pretty much <laughs> we could put it in a sound effect there. Uh other news I wanted to quickly get through. Rashad Bateman is going to undergo groin surgery according to the Ravens. The exact timeline isn't clear, but the wide receiver is going to be back sometime in September. The Ravens are preparing that he's going to not be there for the season opener at minimum. Are you guys bumping him down your rankings? Because he was the talk of Twitter How can, uh, for a good couple of days. What is going on with like stuff where people can get surgery and maybe they can play in a month? This is crazy. I feel like this is unheard of. Like five years ago, if a player got groin surgery, they're missing yeah. half the season. Alex, you missed our Quez Watkins discussion. So you'll have to watch that back. I brought you up. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's kind of weird. I guess it's modern medicine. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that plays a huge part of it, honestly. Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited for the days like a torn ACL is going to be out for like three weeks. <laughs> exactly, we're trending that way. That's good. <laughs> I had someone tell me a high ankle sprain isn't a serious injury. Yo, that just happened because um, who who just sprained Claypool. their ankle? Claypool. Claypool. Yeah, and they said, oh, it's nothing serious. Well, they <laughs> were yeah. acting like he was going to be out for the year. If you read the reports, yeah. like in the beginning. Yeah, like a high ankle sprain is almost worse than like getting groin surgery now. Like it's kind of wild. <laughs> they say really spraining wild. your ankle is actually worse than breaking it. Yeah, because yeah. the, the bones just heal back up. Yeah. All right. Uh, finishing up here, Aaron Jones is now back practicing. Melvin Gordon is going to have or has a groin injury, so keep an eye on that. Groin Lewis, all these groins. Deion Lewis has retired after ten years in the NFL. The Giants have released running back Alfred Morris. The Chiefs cut Antonio Callaway. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Ito <laughs> Smith, your guy, Eric, was cut by the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, my God, Shocker. Ito Smith is out of a job. What? He's so talented. Uh, the Eagles have waived on Johnson. That was kind of surprising. Sam, were you kind of surprised about that? I, I mean, it was either him or Jordan Howard, and Jordan Howard had a really nasty pass block that pretty much allowed him to keep his job. Carry on's injured. It didn't help him. So he can carry on his way to the door there. You you and upgrading Miles Sanders, David? <laughs> I don't want any part of Miles Sanders. <laughs> Tim Tebow, time with the Jaguars has come to an end. You're uh, joking me. It, really? Jags <laughs> <laughs> released him this morning. Brad, I'm going to give they... you give you go ahead and, and you can express how sorry. I know you no, what did no, you call I, him? What was what was your claim for him? Yeah, I don't remember. I probably said like a, a Pro Bowl tight end or something. I, <laughs> I was being like very, very lightly serious. Brad, but... you're lucky this cut happened before your tight end rankings next right. week. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I, t- I saw a tweet uh, from Steph about an hour ago. What's Tim Tebow's next job going to be? What do you guys think? I think he's a hockey enforcer next. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet where he was like going to join some like roller hockey team, but he first needs to learn how to skate or something. I think he's going to try and play lacrosse. Ooh, that's a good one. There's a lot of, and his world's his oyster. He can do whatever he wants. Honestly, he'll just go back to to the minors. All right. Well, (laughs) 
If you're enjoying the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of what we got, please make sure you check out all the other great things going on in the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcast, of course, the Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, and the Tripwire. If you like that shorter content, we've got our Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes with the two gentlemen that talk movies that are currently on this show right now, and a bunch of great stuff, honestly, on our YouTube channel. But if writing is more your style, Go to TripPlayFantasy.com where you'll see tons of great articles from our talented writers. All you'll be able to find this, of course, at TripPlayFantasy on our social media page. Uh, just check all that stuff out. But remember, if you're looking for a show that isn't going to treat your feelings like a discarded Snickers wrapper, then this show could be happily, you're happily ever after that you've always been searching for. And I always get the cringy stuff from you, but you know what? I don't want us to treat our listeners like discarded snicker wrappers. So we don't do that. I'm, I'm not really sure about that metaphor, Davey, but <laughs> continue. It's never cringe. It's always confusion. <laughs> That's a great way to always get into it. But if uh, obviously we got to pay our bills. If you're watching the live version, we're going to stick around. If you're on the podcast version, we'll jump into our wide receiver rankings debates right after this quick break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back. So wide receiver rankings debates, let's debate, enough talking, let's be about it, and let's butt heads and, and talk about these guys here. So I have rankings that I'm going to pop on the screen. I have the Swagman's rankings in my DMs that I'm going to bring up as well. And so it's going to pop on screen. Here's my rankings. We'll go through just you can kind of look on screen, see who I have here. Doc's got his rankings up here. I'm going to be putting them up throughout our discussion just so you guys can get a first glance at everybody's rankings here there's some similarities and some differences so the first thing i'm <laughs> what of course they there's say similarities it. and also differences those are the only options another word that hasn't been invented yet <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna invent one just so that way i can prove you guys wrong Don is on that. a so, roll roasting you today david <laughs> so i want to start with the tampa bay buccaneers pass catchers we got mike evans and chris godwin and why i want to start with them is doc you have chris godwin as wide receiver 11 brad you have mike evans at nine and chris godwin at 10 and swagman i believe you have uh, mike evans as wide receiver 11 i'm double checking right now so you guys all have them have at least one of them in your top 12 john and i don't so i'm interested first swag if you want to talk about why your mike evans is in your top 12 Eric, you can say why you think it's Chris Godwin, and then Brad, you can tell us why you have both of them in your top 12. This is starting to become like almost a weekly discussion for me because I'm so like stringent in my Mike Evans belief and Chris, and Chris Godwin like not so much that it's like become a point of contention. <laughs> um, I think Mike Evans is, is the best just pass catcher on this team. I believe that Brady's style of play is deeply suited to just chucking the ball downfield. 
and finding guys like Evans who can like catch anything, even when they're blanketed by double coverage. And that's exactly what Evans does best. He's the only guy in NFL history to start his career off with seven straight years of a thousand plus receiving yards, even though there are numerous people who say that streak's going to end this year. Oh, because last year, you know, he was weirdly, uh, you know, he was like, but last year he had like multiple weeks where he had like two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Like, like that's obviously not going to happen again this year. Like he's a guy that when you when you get into the system of Bruce Arians, which is a huge, you know, just chuck it and chuck it and throw the ball type of offense. That's the type of offense that you get a lot of receiving yards from a guy who makes downfield plays. Mike Evans is that guy for them. Chris Chris Godwin's the guy is the guy that's going to get more targets, probably more receptions, but I don't think he's going to get more yards, and I don't think he's going to get more close to the number of touchdowns that Mike Evans has the upside for, you know, remember this is a guy who has multiple years of 12 and 13 touchdown catches. So he's going to get there. I think again, uh, honestly, a little hot takey don't have it ranked this way, but it wouldn't shock me that much to see Chris Godwin finish below Antonio Brown this year. No, I mean, everybody's talking up Antonio Brown, especially if you saw how he finished the year. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown was the best receiver as far as targets and production on the Bucks at the very end of the year, which is why he's kind of been getting bumped up to like a seventh or eighth round pick now. Doc, I'm going to let you go ahead and defend why you have Chris Godwin over that. over Because obviously Mike Evans is expected to get more touchdowns. So yeah, what so, makes you think? So I'm looking at Mike Evans from 2019 to 2020. So in 2019, he played 13 games and had 118 targets. He played a full 16 last year and finished with nine less targets. So that the amount of volume he's getting is actually trending downwards. 13 touchdowns is a career high for him. Now I know he's had 12 twice. A lot of times these were, you know, goal line fades or something where figure maybe they'll run it in. You take away three of those touchdowns and he's actually wide receiver 18 for last year. Now, I like Chris Godwin. He's going to be 25 when the season starts as opposed to Mike Evans who's going to be 28 who Yes, I know the 1,000-yard streak is there. He had 1,006 yards last year in 16 games. It's not act like he crushed that amount. For Chris Godwin, he had 32 targets in the four postseason games. He had a couple big games, a 5 for 79 on 12 targets, 5 for 10. Like I said, 32 targets in those four playoff games. I just think he has that extra burst that Mike Evans doesn't have anymore. Mike Evans has the height, but I think for Brady, he's going to lock in and this is his first year, or this is his second year with all of these receivers, including Antonio Brown. So, just kind of my gut call based on what I saw with the playoffs and a healthy Godwin. I think he's going to be the number one. So, Antonio Brown, weeks 11 through 17, he had 13 catches, three, then a bye, five, seven, six, and then 15, which is looking like a, a big dent to have both of these Bucks pass catchers. Are you guys not concerned that they're all, it's going to be a Seattle Seahawks on steroid situation where you're going to have the locket weeks. You're going to have the med cat weeks and the other one's kind of just, eh, where you're going to have, but that's you never, know, six. never demonstrated that. Yeah. Like, it's and it's all, also it's two different offenses. Antonio yeah, so. Brown is going to do something stupid and get in trouble. I, I also, I think that's a bad comparison because I think any yeah. of the receivers would be very happy to have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett weeks. Well, week no, in, I mean, week in the sense of where they're, they're <laughs> not, they're, at the end of the season, their numbers are going to be fine, but the weekly consistency isn't going to be there since there's three mouths to feed. Plus you have but Gronk always, and OJ Howard that's there. The case. That's always the case with wide receivers. Like in a PPR league, this is a pretty safe bet. I think... 
you know, uh, Swagman hit it on the head over there. I, I honestly think that, you know, Mike Evans, he is the big body. He is the, the red zone target. I see no reason that his touchdowns are going to regress. And then Chris Godwin's the he's the possession guy. He's going to get all the targets. He's going to get all the catches. That's why I have them kind of 9 and 10 in PPR because at the end of the day, I kind of took a macro approach and was like, you know, this is probably going to be, what, the top 10 at the worst passing offense. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, who's going to be a beneficiary of that? It's going to be Evans with the touchdowns. It's going to be Giovanni Bernard. Catches. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin with the catches. It's going to be Antonio Brown some weeks. Some weeks it'll, you know, some weeks Antonio Brown may have more than Godwin or more than Evans, but they're all going to have, you know, great numbers. It's just, you know what you're getting with this offense that brought everybody back. It's not like, you know, they have a, a new offensive line or new skill position players. We know what they are and they're going to get so, better and they have more chemistry. Mm -hmm. Clearly the way to rank these players is just right next to each other. So if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you can say, well, I had him right below. Like he was always close. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. That's the last thing I'll talk about. Uh, he had 70 catches last year. He had 13 yep. touchdowns on 70 catches. That touchdown percentage I don't think is sustainable. So unless you think he's going to get a lot more catches. It's not, it's not like it was luck, though. He is the yeah. designated red zone receiver. He's the red zone like, fade not, guy. Like, yeah, it, that's, that's, I, his, that's his role. Like, it's not like Doc brought up a great point. Like, and Evan's not having a burst. Like, he's not a speed guy. He's not running, you know, a go route and you chuck it to him. You're looking for him on third downs. You're looking for him in the red zone. Godwin's the guy you're, you're looking for him to chuck or, or Antonio Brown or, you know, a Humphreys type guy. Like it's, it's honestly his role to just have a high touchdown rate at this I point. wouldn't, I wouldn't say you can consistently bank on year in, year out. Okay. They're at the two fade to Evans. Wow. I would That's think you can. Who, who's, who is better than Tom Brady at throwing the goal, the goal, the goal line fade. He's done it for years to Gronk to Moss and to Evans. I mean, there's That's really nobody better in the yeah. NFL. That's how Even that offense Jameis. works. Yeah. With Jameis, like he was Yeah, but who's to say they like don't Evans run the ball in the two with though. Fournette? That's what because they did in the playoffs. They because they're not going to. They did that in the playoffs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They, they the, what do you mean it doesn't matter? That's the most Bruce, recent games. They won a Super Bowl doing that. size the whole season or a sample size? Yeah, one game. I'm looking at the most recent games. That's but that's one game. And yeah, it's the one NFL game. It's, it's the playoffs of how they won the Super Bowl. Why would they not follow that model? You judge. You judge. Following the model, there. they didn't even win the division. They no, didn't like need that, to. They won the Super the Bowl. Model. Follow the model is how they got to the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! All right, well, this Follow is the model of how they got to the Super Bowl. You judge, you judge. This is just fun to listen to because I truly don't have strong feelings. Yeah, following about their model, they, they ranked twelve they, through twenty-four. They, they couldn't, they couldn't beat a, a Saints team without Drew Brees. Then they started running the ball with Fournette, and they won the Super Bowl and beat Drew Brees. So they only ran the ball with Fournette to be fair, because Ronald Jones wasn't there. Why would you? Why would you stick away, or why would you sway away from what worked? Ronald they Jones worked the entire Jones. season. Ronald Coach Jones worked the entire season. Obviously, obviously not enough. There. They were not the best team in the regular season. All right, well, again, we got to we got to move on here. We, we, we can talk about here. this all all hour. Yeah. I don't want to know it. And I, I like I like the debate about it, but it's, it's we got to move on. This is here. organic content. Doc, we got to talk. We got to talk about this another time. I'd be all right. To. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll We'll talk about it another time. Let's let's talk about some other players that we need to talk about in these disputes in our rankings here. Next, I would like to bring up is somebody, Sam, I know you're very passionate about. That's Keenan Allen. 
who you have ranked as high as I think actually someone else who was it? I think Brad or Eric. No, I think it, it was Doc has Keenan no, Allen at like five. Keen, all right, so Doc's at Keenan Allen at 10. Brad, you have Keenan Allen at five. And Swagman, I believe you have Keenan Allen as at five six. or six. six? Okay, I have him so, at six, but I switch him back and forth on a daily basis. All right, so I would like Sam and then Brad, any points that he misses, you can hop in and defend also Keenan Allen. I do not have Keenan Allen in my top 12. I'm at 13. So you're I'll, let you, I'll let you guys go ahead. Make it, Doc, you're, I'm sure you have him in your top 10, so you're if you want to add. Yeah, to I'm, I'm staying out of this one. Yeah, so go ahead, I'll Sam. wait till Calvin Ridley comes up. Why is Keenan Allen a top six wide receiver for 2021? Ooh, this is, this is, a, this is one of my favorite guys this year. I mean – Year two with Justin Herbert, you have an offense that's designed to get the ball to your your wide receivers, uh, an offense that was designed by Joe Lombardi that he ran in New Orleans. Uh, it's going to really heavily benefit guys like Eckler and Keenan Allen who get open and are target hogs. And Keenan Allen, he's just up and up and up every single year since he finally shed the injury prone label, which was a big part of my last article that I wrote for football guys. Uh, Keenan Allen's yards, yards per, uh, uh, what's it called? Target share per game increased every single week last year or over the last three years from eight and a half in 2018 to 9.3 in 2019 to 10 and a half in 2020. I mean, that is why did his production drop then? His production dropped because J- Justin Herbert was still adjusting and threw very short, uh, very short ADOT routes to him. I mean, he still had a hundred catches. It just his, his, you know, tar- his depth happen. target was down. Yeah, yeah it, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen that way. So you know, and Anthony Lynn is now gone. So that offense is going to change to become more of a you know deeper target heavy offense. Um, I think that Keenan Allen has nowhere to go up. I think Mike Williams in that offense has nowhere to go but up. I think that entire offense takes a whole step forward. Plus, given the fact that they've added so many offensive line weapons, uh, like Rashawn Slater and guys, and uh, you know you have a healthy season from Brian Bulaga, you can't help but think that Keenan Allen's going to keep going up and up. And I hope that he's able to land uh, in that top six designation because I think everyone's just underrating the heck out of him right now. Brad, did you want to add anything before I give my rebuttal on it? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I also just want to say that, you know, Keenan Allen's just, he's been a perennial wide receiver one. And even just last year when his production was down, he was sixth in the league in receptions and fifth in targets. So essentially the only thing that's changed is his depth of target was lower. So he was getting, you know, less yards and, and lower touchdowns, but you know, outside of that, I, I think it's not crazy to just consider that an outlier and just consider that we've we're gonna get an improved Justin Herbert. We're gonna get improved chemistry there. And, you know, I, I see no reason that he's not gonna return to form and, and stay wide receiver one. So I, I just think he's gonna have a lot of opportunities in that offense as the, you know, unquestioned top dog and Austin Eckler is really gonna open things up for them. So I'll keep my quick my rebuttal. So as you mentioned, Brad, he saw 147 targets, which was fifth in the NFL last year. Obviously, he's kind of become Herbert's go-to receiver. He targeted him 10-plus times on 10 separate occasions. So obviously, again, I have him as wide receiver 13. So I have him as just outside of wide receiver one. I think that wide receiver two floor is definitely there based on the volume alone. But let's keep in mind. I just want to interrupt one thing. I've also forgot to mention Hunter Henry's gone as well. Okay, that's a fair point. So 
let's start with the fact he's never scored more than eight touchdowns in a season in his career. And it's going to be extremely hard to be a wide receiver one if you only score eight touchdowns. You have to have everything else go right for you uh, if that's going to be the case. So you bring up the Mike Williams and that, that he's supposed to take another step forward in this offense. You also have Austin Eckler in the passing game there. So there's going to be more guys that are going to get involved when last year it was pretty much Keenan Allen and kind of everybody else. Let's also bring now into the fact, and we've talked about this on the quarterback show, that I'm extremely low on Justin Herbert. I have Justin Herbert as quarterback 13. And uh, I know people have Justin Herbert in the top five, but let's talk about Justin Herbert and the fact that he broke the record for passing touchdowns last year by a rookie. He also threw the ball 595 times, which was the fourth most in the NFL. And he still finished as QB nine that year. You got a new defensive minded head coach and you got a healthy defense which is going to make it a lot more of a negative game script in the sense of that they can don't have to just pass the ball to catch up as much as they did last year. So I would expect the total pass attempts to dip in 2021. Now, is Herbert going to be as efficient as he was last year? That's a, that's a tall task, I think. Uh, the offensive line you guys did bring up is an upgrade, of course. Hunter Henry has you know been replaced with Jared Cook, and you would like you'd think that with Jared Cook there, he's probably not going to command the same targets as Hunter Henry. But uh, Eckler is there. He's and healthier than Hunter in the passing game. That's a big deal. And I just think overall, Keenan Allen, again, very, very safe floor. That's why, again, I have him as very borderline. I just don't see that top five finish. David, forward. you missed the two most important parts uh, when you're two most important aspects when you're talking about Justin Herbert. It's his hair and it's and his face. <laughs> and neither neither's working for me as a starting quarterback. His uh, hair's yeah. growing back, though. It is. It is. <laughs> guys, you uh, forgot you to mention that Jer Jared Cook stays healthy and Hunter Henry doesn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's that point too. Let's X Raider great, Jared Cook. Let's talk about another player on this list. And we also differ a lot on this guy too. And that person I want to bring up here is going to be Calvin Ridley. And Brad has him as his wide receiver one. And I will give you credit, Brad, like you did last year with Kyler Murray. I, I keep a pretty big eye on Twitter. You were one of the first guys. I like I how you said running back rankings. Yeah. No, I didn't couple. change that. That's my fault. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's made a little boo boo. It's okay. Take it's it down, David. Save yourself from the embarrassment. So Brad has Calvin Ridley wide receiver one. Before I lot, I saw a lot of other people put up that he was their wide receiver one. You were on this train extremely early. It's not seeming like it's crazy now. Uh, Doc, I believe you have Calvin Ridley down at wide receiver six, which is I lower. actually moved him down uh, prior to the show to to seven. You have him at seven. I have him at three. Johnny has him at he has him at eight. So. Eight. Nice, John. And Swagman has Calvin Ridley at four. So Calvin, I have Ridley, him at three. I, I swear, I, I that's right, right. You did tell me I that. Switched him and Tyreek back. That's right. You did tell me that. So we both have him at three. Brad Ham is at one. Brad, you obviously are the highest of anybody else. I want you to. Why do you have him as wide receiver one? And then John and Eric, you guys can give your rebuttal. And Swagman, if he misses anything you want to add, feel free to jump in too. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons were bad last year, and they got worse this year. Um, so that's a lot of positive game scripts toward the passing game. Matt Ryan isn't a slouch. We know he knows how to throw the ball. We know he can throw it accurately. I have no qualms about, you know, the quarterback play of the Falcons. And with Julio gone, um, we know that Ridley is the unquestioned top dog, and he's demonstrated last year that he can handle everybody's uh, number one cornerback. Oh my so God, much. Brad, you are walking into a bad argument. I, I mean, I can, I can pull up the stats. Uh, okay. 
Pull up, pull up what he did against the Packers and tell me how he handled every corner's wide or every team's cornerback. Jair Alexander's the best corner probably in the league right now, though. So yeah, you know, and, you know, and, and now, you know and now Calvin Ridley's going to be getting the best corner in the league know, every he, other week. He, I, I don't, the argument isn't that he's going to, you know, zero. he's not he going to have a bad game. The argument isn't that he's not going to have a bad game. It's that over the course of last year without Julio, he played tremendously against everybody's number one corner, except I guess Zaire, which is a weird argument to make. But anyway, like, it, I, like he's going to be the unquestioned number one receiver, and he's going to get a ton of targets. He's going to get a ton of receptions. The only person to take it away from him is, you know, a rookie Kyle Pitts, and rookie tight ends don't do that well. And then you've also got uh, Russell Gage, who you know I wouldn't bet on as being the wide receiver one. So at the end of the day, it's like who. Who's gonna beat him in targets this year? And I can't think of I can't think of a single receiver. This yeah. leans a lot on Matt Ryan continuing at the pace he's already had. And I had to look up his age. And when I did, That's I found crazy. out his wife is name is Sarah Marshall. But forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall, he's thirty six <laughs> years old. You know, at some point, at some point, you know, you have to take age into account. And I'm starting to take age into account. I like That's it. I, I don't wait, know wait. if he's going to fall off the cliff. Doc, you is your is your year, rebuttal but... quick? Because I want to move to two more guys before we got to move. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, the, so the Falcons lost seven one score games last year, so they were in a lot of these games. Now, flip, say that's three or four where they have the lead, then the game script is different where you're running the ball. Now, I bring up that zero against Jair Alexander. These are some of the corners he has to face, or some of the defenses he faces. James Bradbury, who's probably a top five, top six corner. He's going to face Washington, which has a great pass rush, and Atlanta has a terrible O-line. He's going to face Xavier Howard. He's going to face Marshawn Lattimore twice. He's going to face the Bucks twice, who have a good pass rush. He faces Stephon Gilmore, and he faces Tredavious White. That's probably the toughest cornerback schedule that he's going to have. I agree the targets will be there, but I think just as what we saw against the Packers last year, he can't handle every cornerback one. So, so Eric, um, last year... In eight games played without Julio Jones, he got 89 targets, 58 receptions, just under 900 yards, and three touchdowns. Put those so to per game numbers for me, Brad. I'm not. Yeah, let me let me out. let me see the Bro. corners he's facing because he has a tough. Does it? He, it he's doesn't facing, matter. Besides, like Jalen Ramsey, he's facing like the top corner, fantasy like the top football, five corners. In the league. Football. All right, well, like a, like what a about what back? Like it's about the targets. It what about matter. what Kyle? Yeah, what about had, Kyle and Pitts had, and how he dropped? How he five And he had five targets against Jair. So, so way against. It's gonna be. It's gonna be ten. It's gonna be ten this year. Like it doesn't matter. Swagman. I think Kyle Pitts is just going to help draw some of those corners off him. I don't think he's going to be facing the number one corner all the time. You're going to have to account for Kyle Pitts in this offense. And even like, let's just say Zion so Williams Kyle is Pitts playing. is stealing his targets. The arguments yeah. go against <laughs> no. each other, and you can flip them either way. Okay. Doc, Doc, let's just say that he's like a, playing like a Mike Williams. Evans in the end zone. We got to fade this. Hold on, let's hold see. on, Dave. Hold on, Dave. Let's just say he's playing Zaire Williams every single week. Those five targets is going to become 10, 12 targets a game. He's not going to stop him every single time. He's going to get at least three or four catches. That's just how it works. Why, why, why would you say I'm using stats last year of a game that Julio was gone that he had okay, zero guys? guys we got to we got to move on. We got to right. move on because the, we could do a wide receivers debate part two. But me, me, Brad, and Sam just debate for an hour <laughs> yeah, next. That time. would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk about another player that Swagman does not have in his top twelve, but I believe the rest of us. I have him as wide receiver seven. Doc has him as wide receiver eight. John has him as wide receiver nine. 
And Brad also does not have Terry McLaurin in his wide receivers. So scary, Sam, Sam so, and Brad, y'all make love before the show or something. I've been. <laughs> he's a thirteen for. He's a thirteen for me. Okay, so thirteen. So I've been. I've been screaming the Terry McLaurin. I've been on this train. I've been shouting from the rooftops for a while. I have a whole breakdown about it that I don't want to spend all the time going over. Obviously, you talk about the bad quarterback play. You look at his production with bad quarterbacks. Again, I, I don't want to read all the numbers that I have because we'll sit here for more time than I want to go through. But uh, I don't know. How, how can you guys with the volume with the Fitzpatrick, who's an ex quarter or an ex wide receiver guy, and he has his guy and he targets him like crazy. Got Scott Devante Parker paid. If we're talking about volume targets and a guy that likes to throw the ball on an offense that should be improving. I'm curious, Swagman, why is he not in your top 12? Uh, he's not in my top 12, mostly because I went through them today and decided I like Robert Woods a little bit better, but, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. I think, you know, I think if something happens and he goes away, this offense is going to drastically shift to being a very much run heavy offense behind who is one of my favorite players in the league this year, Antonio Gibson. But that aside, I, I don't know if we see Scary Terry put up a uh, you know a top 10 season. I think he's right there. You know, I have no problem with anybody ranking him right at the back end of that wide receiver one tier. Uh, my personal feeling is that Robert Woods is is going to have a career year this year with Matthew Stafford and no Cam Akers. But uh, I definitely like McLaurin. I just think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not, you know, going to last the entire season. That's pretty much my entire argument. That's They didn't have a quarterback that lasted the entire season last season, and look how he did. So, I mean, Alex Smith, yeah. for how inspiring it was that he played, was not good. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, Taylor Heineke. Their wide receiving core a little bit. Like, I've been saying that, you know, yeah, and, yeah, I don't think it. Fitz is going to play the entire season, and – um, I think it's going to be a lot like how it was in Miami where, you know, he's going to switch off with Heineke and they're just going to go with the hot hand because that defense is so good. So I, I honestly, this was a, a call on, you know, me being down on the quarterback room as, you know, just like yours was with Herbert and Keenan Allen. Like it's not anything against, you know, Terry McLaurin. He's a great receiver. I just, I don't think he's in the best position relative to other guys I have. Mm-hmm. And I was so involved in the debates, I forgot to put up the uh, thing at the bottom so people could understand which players we're talking about. So uh, good hosting, David. But uh, unless you guys, there was someone you really wanted to talk about. I know C.D. Lamb is in a the couple back of our wide receiver Stop ones. And, Calvin Ridley. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Uh, we are a little crunched for time, but maybe we'll do a part two. There's a few others. Again, C.D. Lamb. Brad has Mike Thomas as his wide receiver six which I think is that's, absolutely that's physically that's impossible with the amount of games <laughs> yeah. he's missing. I will, I will admit that was before I knew he was going to be out. Okay. So there will be adjustments <laughs> made to that, but let's move to the next part of the show, which is going to be our question of the week. Oh yeah. All right. Our question of the week is sponsored by monkey knife fight. Triple play fantasy is an affiliate to monkey knife fight. The fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code Triple Play and get up to fifty dollars of your deposit match when you become a new user and you use our code. And Brad's got the uh, the thing going across the screen, so you guys can make sure you you do that and you follow that. But our question this week, I'm going to get rid of the monkey knife fight thing, just so people know what question we're talking about, or they can do both. Wow, the technology is insane. 
So question of the week, besides your own, which fan base would be the best to tailgate with? So Swagman, you're the guest. Which fan base besides Philly are you picking? This isn't a question, right? It's the Bills. It's it's 100% the Bills. I want to be thrown through a table. Can, <laughs> can that be like my main aspiration? Like as I, as like a football fan, like I want to be thrown through a table. You can set that up with other Eagles fans. You can buy a buy a table and then do it. It's <laughs> a very doable aspiration. <laughs> we're certainly rowdy enough, but I want to be thrown by through a. I want to be thrown through a table at a Bills tailgate. I want to feel the magic. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it just feels infectious, and you know they're they're some of the best fans, and they 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 do it right. They do it right. So fair. I want, it's a fair point because when it was Doc's week to do the question, and I said, Eric, there's literally one answer. I said, why would you pick this? And he said, no, I'm going to pick something else. It's I do. Possible. I have two answers that I would pick. I, I also have an answer that you guys won't have. Okay. Well, maybe it's a good question then. Because Yeah, I shut up, David. What else besides the bill? So, so, John, which one is yours? So, I took this in a completely different direction. I want like – like a soccer national team fan base. I just want to tailgate with them. We're going to be setting off flares. We're going to be chanting. <laughs> it's going to be outrageous fun. They get crazy down, uh, you know, all over the world for soccer. I just want to party with the lads, tailgate with the lads. So you, took it as, you took it as football instead of football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Which one did you pick? All right, so there's two for me. One, David, you and I saw the Browns Stadium, so telling me tailgating there in that little courtyard area that we saw wouldn't be nice. Mm -hmm. And second, it paints for me to say, but Kansas City, because of their barbecue, can you imagine how many people would have some dope barbecue that you can eat while drinking (laughs) beer? That's a good call. No, is mean, Kansas City barbecue like the most overrated food? Like, I don't know. I've never better had barbecue, it. I think, in most no. states. Yeah, but they probably don't bring it to tailgate like they do in Kansas City. Like very, you might have like a, a, I, I saw some very dry looking Kansas City barbecue. Uh, but but you probably don't get it from like the the chain places. Like you don't go to Geno's or Pat's in Philly. You go to like the low key spots. Yeah, yeah. Like the the people that do their own like barbecue in Kansas City probably take it very seriously and that's probably better than those chain restaurants. Yeah, they don't have a barbecue in Kansas City. But they City. also have the loudest fan base it's like as far as the uh stadium was Oh my god, it? yeah. Yeah, no, that was part of the question. All the time during the pandemic, the announcer like, how are they so loud with only 5,000 fans? It's because they were allowed to pump in noise because of the pandemic. All right, well, Brad, it looks like you're back. Who did you pick? I'm going Atlanta, man. Besides it being a great city, I've been there a few times. Besides it being a very great, chill city with a lot of great food. I want a social distance, man. I don't want there to be a lot of people. And nobody's going to Atlanta games this time. So I'm going with Atlanta, man. All right. Well, I respect the reason. I Maybe like they'll it. start going to games if you keep talking up Calvin Ridley, huh? Oh, yeah, there That's we go. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Again, I would have picked the Bills. I think that one to me was fairly yeah, obvious you, too. You yeah. got to tailgate with the with the lads. Who wants to get thrown through a table? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to get thrown through a table? I don't. I would. I would it. I'm throwing you through a table if I ever meet you. I won't. I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. It is time for the last part of the night, and it is our game of the week. There you go. I cut it before we can get copyrighted. There, just for you, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, our game of the week this week is brought to you by Doc. So, Doc, which game are we playing? You know, this has been a, a one that I've been doing a lot recently, and in the off season, it's guessing fantasy players' career or players' career high in fantasy points. But I've done this now with retreads. 
So I have six players here, and then I have a seventh for a tiebreaker. These are all active players, but you could argue that a lot of them are past their prime. All right. So who's ever closest, whether it's over or under, gets the point. Keep track of your score. I'm not your mother. I hate this game. I literally don't know where to start. I just have to go off of what other people <laughs> all right. say. The first one, and we'll start with David, John, Brad, and Sam, and then rotate. Joe Flacco. His highest career or his highest points in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm going to say 39. Okay. 35. Brad? We can't hear you, Brad. Zero. He's guessing zero. <laughs> Odd choice. You said 32? Yeah. Sam? I'm going to say 43. By the way, you guys can guess decimals. Doesn't have to be whole numbers. But Brad is closest. It's thirty-two point two. All right, Brad on the board. Uh, yeah, and if, <laughs> well, if you get if you get the exact number, you get two points. Closest gets one point. Excuse me for thinking Joe Flacco was elite. <laughs> I mean, he is. Elite. <laughs> yeah. All right, the second one, Andy Dalton, and we're starting with John. Thirty-two point two. Okay, <laughs> Brad. I'm gonna go twenty-eight. Sam? 36.6. And David? I feel like he had a 40-point game, a 40-burger, so I'm going to go 40.1. John is closest, being snarky. It's (laughs) (laughs) 33.8. That's one, baby. All right, we're we're transitioning to running backs now. Brad, we're starting with you. Melvin Gordon, and this this is PPR, by the way. I'm going to say 37. All right, Sam? 31.4. David? Melvin Gordon definitely had a 40 burger. I'm going to go 41. 35. Well, it's a split between John and Brad because he's at 36. <laughs> wow. So Sam, we're getting destroyed. Yeah, we suck. Uh, all right. <laughs> we got the fourth one here, and it's Mark Ingram. We're starting with Sam. Oh, Mark Ingram definitely had a big game. I'm going to go 39. David? 36.6. Copying on 38 flat. I'm going to go 31. I think David was the closest is 35.5. That's I'm 1.1 off, baby. He actually had that with the Ravens. Bring home the bacon. Oh, I thought he had a big game with the Saints. He did. He had, he had a lot of 30 point games, but week two, his first year with the Ravens, he had 35.5. All right. So we got two left. John and Brad are in the lead. We go to Antonio Brown. And David, we're beginning with you. Oh my God, Antonio Brown. I'm going to say he had 44.7. Okay. I'm going to go 41.2. Brad? I'm going to go 35. And Sam? I'm going to go 42.5. David, what did you say? 44.7. All right, well, David, you're tied up with them. He had 46.9. And if you're wondering his stat line for that game, it was 16 for 189 and two touchdowns. That's insane. It sounds more impressive when you say 46 points. Yeah. All right. So we have a three-way tie with David, Brad, and John all with two. Let's see who is finishing this out. I did this on purpose to start with John, Amari Cooper. Oh, oh boy. Um, 30, 33. Brad? And then the next game, he got zero, I guarantee it. Brad, you said 44? (laughs) Yeah. Sam? I feel like I I have to go in the middle. 39. 
I feel like I have to go in the middle. Yeah, 39 actually was the number that stuck out to me. I'm going to go 39. Brad's the winner. It's 49.7. And if oh, you're wondering what... His next no, game. it was against the Eagles. He had 10 for 217 oh, and three touchdowns. Oh, then, I remember But then go to his, his next game. I'm serious. Look at I think, I, think, I think it was like three for 29 the next game. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> I, rem- I remember that game. I remember watching with my hands over my eyes as, as uh, oh, someone someone blew the coverage at the goal line for his third touchdown. It, yeah. Like, I, popped I, off his hands, and Amari took it in for the I, touchdown. I strategically I did that after A.B. because I realized you were like, oh, A.B. would have a better career game than Amari Cooper, but nah, that one yeah. week. <laughs> Well, so I Brad's the this winner. Is the, this is definitely the first time in a long time. Brad is usually well, this is the, the first games. time in a while Brad's won because he don't really doesn't even keep track of the score. So Eric did it for him today. I did, <laughs> and I said I wasn't your mother, and here I am. There you go. Well, uh, Brad, that was a nice win. Sam, I, I wish we could get you on the scoreboard, but that just means uh, next time we'll have to hopefully get you on the scoreboard. You know what? You got a goose egg like Calvin Ridley against Jair Alexander. Oh my god. <laughs> Where's well, my well, mic? I need to drop it. So, Sam, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. It was an absolute blast having you on. Well, me and uh, me and me and Doc are gonna have to argue a bit more about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin because, again, that's literally all I do on live streams these days. I talk talk about Mike Evans and then argue with him against other people. But thank you guys for having me on. This was a blast. Well, uh, we definitely will make that happen because it was definitely entertaining and great podcasting there. But um, I got to make sure. Please give our audience the plug where they can find you, all the great work that you do, all that good stuff. Yep. You guys can find me on Twitter at Swagman95, uh, staff writer for Ball Blast, contributing some stuff over at Football Guys still. And then again, you'll see me doing something for the Eagles on 4th and John. I don't know exactly what this year, but yeah, apart from that, not much else. Thank you, guys. The Swagman show not coming back? Uh Next off season, it will. Next, Next off season, you guys yep. got to wait on the edge of your seats another season. So just <laughs> keep keep an eye on that. But uh, next week we're going to be releasing our rankings for tight ends, joined by Mr. Cal of DFF and the Dynasty Vipers. You know him as Calvin and Hobby on Twitter. A great guy. It's going to be an awesome and fun show with him on. But until then, everyone stay safe out there. Go draft the best ball, and we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch.